good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 275 of Dave's I Know uh, podcast. Um, we are the Dave's that you know. Um, we have MJ in the house. MJ, how are you doing, bud? I'm good. Things are great. I'm recovering from a, a tough first loss from the Minnesota United, but uh, hang in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'm recovering from Chicago. Um, I went this weekend and had, uh, uh, in spite of the loss, a hell of a hell of a good time. Highly encourage people took the train down. Um, would highly encourage people to do that next time we're playing Chicago in Chicago. But yeah, um, all in all, good experience. So outside of the loss, of course, obviously. Well, so. now you were you were the official marshal for Minnesota Wonderwall and the travel supporters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you pled with our listeners to not be dicks and not make your life difficult were the away travelers supporters dicks or did they make your life difficult they did not it was uh we had a really good crew i think we had 75 or so people that bought tickets to the section um and then we had a bunch of people who were sitting near the section anyways um minnesota united fans so they eventually kind of ended up we all kind of like took over two sections at soldier field so it was you know in spite of the result which we'll talk about here Surely, um, it's all in all very, very good trip. All the supporters were good. The the, tail, the tailgate was awesome with Section Eight. Um, we had a night before party, which was really good. So, um, yeah, all in all, it was a uh, very successful, uh, very successful away trip. So, thank you to everybody who came. Um, everybody retweeted us and and showed out Minnesota. We like to show out when we when we can. So, um, I know next big trip is. Um, Seattle in a couple weeks. I think we have about 30 people going to Seattle. And then obviously our U.S. Open Cup match, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit as well. So, yeah. Should we dig into the game a little bit? Let's dig in. Okay. I mean, not much to talk about here. Um, Chicago, Minnesota played at Soldier Field. Um, Chicago Fire 2, Minnesota United 1. Minnesota came out with their uh, back to their 4-2-3-1. Uh, with Ariaga and Trap, um, Lou does a ten, uh, Fragapane and Bongi out wide with Amaria up top, uh, and then Kamara Lawrence, Tapias, Michael Boxall, and DJ Taylor um, along the back line. So I don't know the you know one thing I'll say I'm just I haven't got a chance to rewatch the game yet, um, but the team came out and looked very very flat to start the game. Um, almost as if they um, had no energy, which is, you know, strange for, for this team. Uh, and, you know, Chicago wasn't able to capitalize right away, um, but they did eventually um, score two goals in the first half, both from Kai Kamara. Um, one, the first goal was, 
you know, was called, he was called offside for some reason. We were watching the replays. We couldn't figure out why the linesman had put up their flag, um, which was rightfully um, called onside. So Chicago goal. And then in the 36 minute, uh, Kai Kamara with a, a basically a diving header, um, but to beat Dane St. Clair to give uh, Chicago their two goals in the first half. And that was, honestly, I don't think there's much more to say about the first half unless you have anything you want to add, MJ. Yeah, I thought the first goal, it looked like there were defenders that were waiting for Kamara rather than being proactive and closing him down. Uh, it was kind of a clusterfuck with Dane St. Clair and a couple defenders all in front, and it goes through everybody's legs. It might have taken a deflection. That needs to be a little bit more proactive in, in shutting down space. But the second goal was just a really good goal. Like, we could have closed down whoever the fuck it, uh, who uh, I forget who it was, but whoever made the cross. It was a nice cross. Uh, Suquet. Suquet. Yeah, so, so okay. So, on uh, Suquet's cross, it, it, you know, it could, it, it could have, we could have not given him so much time and space. On the other hand, you know, Boxall is right with uh, Kai Kamara. He's hanging right with him. Yes, Tapias could have dropped back and given him some help on, on his side of things, but it's just a great diagonal run from Kai Kamara. And you wonder why you didn't see him make those runs for Minnesota United. It's almost like as if diagonal runs into the box are outlawed for <laughs> Minnesota United. Like maybe someone was telling him, don't run like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, a fun fact I saw it. Kai Kamara's two goals um, doubled the amount of goals that he scored for Minnesota United in his time with Minnesota United. So um, once a wound, Kai Kamara. Yeah. yeah. So uh, second half came out. Uh, Minnesota came out and played a lot better in the second half. Um, honestly, um, Kervin Ariaga with a great uh, a great uh, free kick goal um, in the 57th minute to half the half the deficit to two to one. Um, and from there on, Minnesota was really the one that was. That was putting pressure on Chicago. They were the ones that were taking it to Chicago for that second half of the game. I saw some either on Twitter or via announcer commentary that they thought that once a Mingo goalkeeper, Brady, uh, formerly from Ford Madison, that he had a howler or like should have gotten a piece of that. I thought it was a really good free kick that was hard to track. It had some bounce to it. Um, Maybe from that distance, everyone thinks everyone should be able to track a ball like that. But you you played in that. Like, when they're coming in hot and, bou and bouncy like that, it's it's hard. Yeah, I mean, should should he have done better with that? Probably. Um, but it was, I think, also a, just a really good free kick. And, yeah, really hard to really hard to judge. So um, I think saying that it was a holler is a little disingenuous to, to Brady. I think, you know, he had a couple other – um spots in the match where he kind of um looked all all of 18 years old which he is all of 18 years old so yeah. um kid is young um so there's definitely a couple times where minnesota could have capitalized it and scored a second goal or you know even a third goal um he spilled some balls but um otherwise it was yeah i mean basically it was minnesota all minnesota second half i believe the like the percentage the you know the possession percentage was like minnesota had like 30 percent possession in the first half but then at the end of the game um, nearly 50 50 with Chicago so clearly they were taking it to Chicago in the second half of the second half of the match as I said Kirby Ariaga got the goal from a free kick um, in the 57th minute four minutes later uh, Hassani Dotson come on comes on for Franco Fragapane uh, 
Joseph Rosales for Will Trapp, and then uh, Song Bin Jung makes Woo-hoo! his uh, MLS and Minnesota United debut coming on for Luis Amaria in the 61st minute. Um, that was, and I'll say, I'll let you talk about Song Bin for, for a second here, but um, he looked really, I mean, he looked raw, but he looked like a physical specimen. He was running hard. Um, he was getting into tackles. He, he took some of the best free kicks we had all game, honestly, um, outside of the Ariaga goal. Uh, he was taking free kicks and corners. Songbin um, Jong was so he looked really good from our from our perspective in Chicago. How did he look on TV? I thought he looked great. The one disappointment I had, I believe, the, his first touch on the ball, he tries a stop go move to get by a defender and basically turn the corner around a guy. So he he stops, hoping the defender will stop and that he can kind of go just blow by him. The defender read it all all the way. It's it's too bad he didn't do a spin move. If he did a stop and then and then like fake going ahead and and spun back around, uh, he would have loads of space. So I was disappointed that he didn't do the right move to get more space and time, and got dispossessed of the ball pretty quickly. But you cannot deny one his like you said physical specimen, just energy, right? Like he's young, lots of energy, and not just like running in circles with his like a chicken with his head cut off. He used to have deliberate runs to good spots. And I'm liking the dead ball specialist debate that is going to happen, whether it's going to be Rosales, Ariaga, who's taking the free kicks. Like Simon Zhang's good dead ball guy. So I'm liking that too. Yeah. I believe he took a ball after he came on. Um, Ariaga had had been taking him previously, but I believe, uh, uh Sung Bin took all the free kicks once he came on. Um, and yeah, again, I said Minnesota controlled those match in the second half. They, you know, you know, could feel slightly hard done by by not scoring a um, a second goal and getting a getting a point out of this one. But honestly, you dig yourself a hole like that, um, two nothing early in the first half, kind of get what you uh you get what you paid for. So um, and I will say also Mender Garcia come on comes on for uh Curve and Ariaga in the 89th minute. Um, Plenty of time for him to do some work. Yep. And there was, you know, about six minutes to stop a chime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, Minnesota had plenty of opportunities. Um, just couldn't, couldn't find the equalizer there. So anything else on the match? No. Okay. Very good. It was, I mean, it was, um, like I said, we had lots of fun there. The like said, tailgate was awesome. If you ever get a chance to go to Chicago, uh, the Chicago fire section eight supporters are, uh, um, Super cool, um, very welcoming. Um, well, we also hope that we brought a shit ton of beer down there. Um, Prize and Summit came through very, very well in um, the very last, uh, the very last minute. So, <clears throat> um, also thanks to yeah. Prize for sponsoring the watch party <coughs> at the Iron Door. The- cool. Yeah, how was how was the watch party for for the match? Was it good? We we had more people there than the last time for the St. Louis game. Uh, they had one TV out of the, those in the as you know Iron Door. They have the main room with the bar, and then there's the side room. We were in the side room, and like seven or eight TVs are all on Minnesota United. One game on the Gopher Hockey National Championship game. One game, one television on the Wild. And and everything else was was lunatic. Jack was the MC. He didn't have a mic, and so he's just yelling out 
you know, every time you buy a prize beer, they had two on tap, you get it put in for a raffle. And so uh, they gave away some glassware and some hats, some cool. dark clouds and moons related things some prize related things. Um, really cool prizes. Uh, there were maybe about six or seven or eight drawings. And it was super fun. Oh, awesome. Also, on recommendation of a server that I met at a different bar about a month ago, I tried the Iron Door Duck Pho. And if you like pho, you should try the Duck Pho. Okay. It, it came with all the like jalapenos and the, the Thai basil and limes. And yeah, it was it was great. Cool. All right. Um do you let's do our Freddy Adus from from this game. Um who was your who is your good Freddy Adu, uh MJ? Uh right, I, no one no one really I, stood out. I really want to give it to Sangbing John just because it was his his uh his debut, but he's gotta do some more to deserve that. So uh, I my good Freddy Adu, I I will go with the obvious Kervin Ariaga. But not just because of the goal. I thought he played well the whole game. Cool. Yeah, I think DJ, DJ Taylor had a pretty good game uh, right back. Yes, um, he did. So I think I'll go with, since Ariaga, he took Ariaga. Um, I'll go with DJ Taylor just because I thought he, he was playing really well, tracking back, um, getting forward uh, way more than we're used to seeing DJ Taylor get forward and not losing any of the defensive capabilities as well. Of, of the back line, I thought he did the best job at being disciplined in his defense that night. Nothing against Boxall, who had a tough job, and, and Tapias, who sometimes look – first time look lost, you know, on defense. Yeah. Um, this is maybe Tapias's first off game that I've, I've seen him. And so, yeah, uh, DJ Haler, good pick. Cool. All right. And then, um, you know, our shitty Freddie Adu, um, you know, Luis Amaria just, <clears throat> again, for a second match in a row, just completely non-existent. Um, I really want to like the guy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what is he doing up there? <clears throat> that, I mean, that's the question. This is it. No one really knows. He's not, he's not making um, runs like Mender Garcia. Whenever he gets the ball, he is always looking to pass. He's never looking to shoot. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities he had in that match on Saturday where he had the ball sort of near the top of the box and could yeah. take on a guy and shoot. And he just would he would take a guy on, and then he'd either like scuff the ball right into the uh, the defender's legs, or he'd try and pick out an, a pass and he'd have an errant pass or whatever. He, it was shanked, not... he shanked one really wide, really far yeah. wide. And I I don't know if that affects his confidence of like, oh, I shouldn't be. I'm not. My shot's not going well today. So rather than continue to shoot, he he looks to offload. I know he likes this sort of like hold up number nine and like distributive number nine. And there, there have been games that I think a lot of people have been down on Luis Amaria. And I'm like, no, he's making, he's creating opportunities for a Bongi, for a, a Mender Garcia. This was not one of those games. He, he His hold up play was off. His shooting was off. Everything was off. Yeah. For sure. Uh, cool. All right. Anything else from the from the match against Chicago on Saturday that we missed? Uh, if you do not follow Pai Kamara on his social medias, you should check out Heart Shaped Hands and his charity 
and I'll just say that for, as a One Saloon fan, there is no One Saloon segment, so this is your One Saloon segment. One Saloon Kai Kamara, check out Heart Shaped Hands and his charities. Cool. All right. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to um, Michigan United FC 2. Actually, I watched this game uh, on the train, uh, on the train right back from uh, <clears throat> uh, from Chicago. Um, LA Galaxy 2. Did David and Mel watch it with you? Uh, yeah, I believe they're both there. And then Michael Barefoot was there, and Ryan Kelly was also on the train with us. Oh, nice. And then Colin, good, yeah. Colin O'Donnell came, and, and um, his partner Jen were also on the train home. They didn't, they were in, they come from St. Louis. And so they took this train home. So yeah, we had a good crew on the way back. So for sure. Um, all right. LA Galaxy two uh, had one goal. Minnesota United FC two had two goals. This is, it's hard to, when it's like a two, a two, one game like this with having two of their name. Um, MJ, why don't you tell us a little bit of how, about how this game went. Right off the bat in the third minute, once a crow, Roy O'Driscoll with an amazing through ball to Tani always Shea and Tani just, he slots this, he makes this perfect run between the two center backs and hits the right side corner of the net, beats the keeper. The two center backs are just like hands on their head, just super disappointed that he just burned them up the middle. Um, it was a great goal. Unfortunately, as we know, after a goal is scored, teams can be kind of lax on defense and, to be honest, in the sixth minute, you know, LA Galaxy 2 score right back. And it is a bit unfortunate because Roy O'Driscoll, who I just lauded earlier, tries to clear the ball and just is not – he's running back to the ball to catch up to someone from behind and then cranking around and trying to hit. And so rather than going with what's known, which would be straight – horizontally out the sideline he tries to clear it out but diagonally up the field where he, he can't see it's his blind spot and so lesson to youth youth soccer players out there if you clear the ball when you're in trouble clear it to someplace known don't try to guess where it's like unknown like he hits Malik Khan in the face and it bounces right back into the middle of the box where it's dangerous and yeah so bad bounce but uh yeah they uh, Brendan uh, Tellez scores off of that uh, bad bounce, and it's tied 1-1. But in the 36th minute, uh, center back Marcus Forkranis pushes down Olwashei with both hands, arms outstretched, in the box, and the ref calls for PK. Fellow Nigerian Emmanuel Uwe steps up to take the PK and uh, just slots at home. So now we're up to one. There was uh, some really great saves by Fred Emmings. Emmings makes two saves in the 66th minute and then gets caught way out of the box. Uh, and uh, Britton Fisher, his one of his center backs, has to head the ball over the bar on a really nice Ocala shot. And then in the 75th minute off of a corner kick, uh, Emmings again with a great diving save on one of their better players, uh, Aaron Bibu. So um, good game by Fred overall. Um, gotten a little bit lost out there. But like we said about Brady for Chicago, like Fred Emmings is really young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It means three wins all away 
for Minnesota United too. They are top of the table on goal differential, just ahead of the Crapids too. And they next play Sunday, April 16th, 7.30 p.m. at North Texas SC. So they, then they go to Vancouver, then they play at Austin. And then finally, Sunday, May 7th, is their home opener at the Nessie versus Chicago Fire 2. Cool. All right. Uh, other United news, Minnesota found out its Open Cup opponent uh, for this year's version of the Open Cup. They will be going traveling to Detroit to play Detroit City FC uh, at Keyworth Stadium on Tuesday, April 25th. Uh, I'm not sure what the what the plan is for travel. Um, I know Detroit's close enough where, you know, a bus might be doable, but it was in such short notice. I don't know. Um, but definitely, if you're interested in going, it's Tuesday, April 25th. I believe at 7 p.m. is when that game will kick off. So uh, keep that in mind for uh, later this month. All right, well, let's jump in. Um, I'm going to have a short podcast this week um, with uh, Minneapolis City News. The board elections took place uh, over the course of a couple weeks there. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> as you may have seen, if you follow our Twitter feed, uh, MJ was elected to the uh, board of directors for Minneapolis City. So congratulations, MJ. Thank you. I promise all of you who are Minneapolis City fans and members that I will serve you. I will work for you to make Minneapolis City a better place and more fun on game day. Cool. All right. So you know where to find MJ. He'll be at. Uh, he'll be at the, the. He's always at the tailgate beforehand. Um, at, at May, sometimes banging the grill. Um, or in the section, the uh, minute the citizen section. So you can always come chat with us. I'm I'm there for most games too. So. Hit me up on on Twitter. Hit my DMs. Let me know what you would like to see from Minneapolis City. And uh, yeah, please. Uh, if you, I don't see you at a tailgate or I don't see you in the stands, you know, come to the. Uh, you know, come out and hit hit me, hit me up at at a bar sometime. Like yep. I'd love to chat city anytime. Cool. Uh, the other uh, new elected board members were Janice Stark, um, a friend of ours, and as well as Adam Phillips. Uh, Colin O'Donnell and Corey Coyote are returning. And then, as we mentioned before, Paul uh, Schmeckel and Becky Rothmeyer, um, who are long, longtime board members for the citizens, or for sorry, not citizens, Minneapolis City, um, have stepped down. So that's why we have some brand new blood coming in uh, for the elections this year. So I look forward. I mean, those are all really good people. So I'm looking forward to what you guys do with Minneapolis City. Thanks, David. I'm looking forward to serving. Cool. All right. And then um, I don't think we mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but the Minnesota Cup schedule was dropped with um, actual times and locations for matches. Um, they're going to start off the season. I think it's the, even the season opener for, for uh, Minneapolis City. Uh, May 5th uh, against Minnesota United. MLS next, that is the U19 team. That game's at 7 p.m. Um, I believe May 5th is a Friday. Yeah, May 5th is a Friday. So that'll be a Friday night game at at Edo Nelson. These are all at Edo Nelson Field, correct, MJ? Correct. Yep. Okay. And then um, the next match is July 18th. So there, there obviously will be some um, um, uh, USL League 2 matches before then or in between here. But the July 18th, 7 p.m. Minneapolis City is taking on Duluth in that match as well. So 
this is the throwback to the MPSL game that we all wanted. You should put this game on your calendar so you don't forget because it's months away. Yeah. It's Minneapolis City versus the Donkeys. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Definitely check those out. Those will be really fun, I think. Um, a really cool opportunity with the Minnesota with the Minnesota Cup. So and then uh, uh the semifinals will be July 21st through the 23rd, and the final will be July 29th. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, all right. What do we have? Um, any gopher soccer or Aurora news that I missed this while I was in a haze in Chicago? There are some spring matchups coming up, but uh, we'll just talk about them next week for Gopher Soccer. And uh, Minnesota Aurora, they have done more signings. I'm not going to mention them all, but just today was dropped that the backup goalkeepers of Olivia Grupman and Bayless Flynn will be returning. So they have their goalkeeper quartet. Uh, most teams like to have three keepers for insurance purposes. Minnesota Aurora, historically, I know this has just been one year, they like to have four. It makes certain practices and certain drills go much more smoothly when you have four keepers. You can do uh, two mini games, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> And we'll get uh we'll get Mel um from Revanchulet on uh before Aurora season starts to talk to us about all things Revanchulet and Aurora um once we have a better idea of the of the roster too <clears throat> as well. So um and then yeah, we mentioned it last week, but they signed a deal. Aurora did to be on Fox 9 Plus, um, which is on a bunch of different cable providers, or you can get it over the air um with a some rabbit ears. If you want, it's digital channel too. Um, you can also uh, check it out on their website, I believe, as well. So, I will say, uh, coming up on Sunday, April sixteenth, the Gophers will play St. Thomas at twelve p.m. and Iowa State at one p.m. Obviously, mini games, uh, spring friendlies, everything will wrap up by two p.m. Uh, so, if you want to get some great uh, very affordable uh, women's soccer. Check out the Gophers Sunday, April 16th. All right, cool. Uh, all right, well, we're powering through this one for sure. Um, so the upcoming match, next match coming up, Minnesota comes home for the first time in several weeks, and we get Orlando City here um, at uh, at Allianz. The Adrian Heath Derby. Seven. Yeah, the Heath Derby, the Heath Derby, if, <laughs> as, it, as it were. Um, the... Uh, Orlando City is managed by uh, Oscar Pereja, um, no fellow known pretty well to Minnesota United, uh, Minnesota United fans. Um, what do we want to say about uh, Orlando City in lieu of, of prepping for the match? Am I right that they're not good this year? They are not good this year. Um, as a matter of fact, they're. I mean, they're currently sitting in eighth place uh, in the Eastern Conference. Okay, that's not that bad. No, they're two, two, and two um, on eight Better points. Better than that other Florida team. Yeah, yeah. Inter Miami is also not very good. Um, so yeah, Atlanta's two, two, and two on eight points. Um, they didn't play last week. They had a bye last week, so their their most recent game was at home to Nashville a couple of weeks ago, um, which they lost two to nothing. So, uh, I mean the. You know, the main pieces for Orlando, um, Pedro Gallese, um, the goalkeeper from Peru, 
Um, he is a uh, one of the better MLS keepers. Um, uh, Cesar Arujo, uh, from a defensive midfielder from uh, Uruguay, a young kid, only 22 years old, um, but a very good um, defensive midfielder, sort of in the sort of in the mode of uh, um, Ozzy Alonso, kind of uh, destroyer type. Yeah, uh, and, and, that, and then uh, for fellow Uruguayan uh, Mauricio Pereira is their their sort of attacking midfielder. Um, he's thirty three. Uh, Orlando also, I should say, point out plays in a four two three one, very similar to to Minnesota. Um, so you know the, the apple, the Heath apple doesn't fall far from the tree in that regards, if you will. Uh, and then. Um, a new uh, younger player, Ramiro uh, Enrique, 21-year-old striker from Argentina, is another sort of um, bigger name to keep an eye on. Um, he was not very effective in their game against Nashville, but, um, you know, it, I think a lot of things went wrong for, for them. So anybody else um, that stands out to you from Orlando, MJ, or any thoughts on uh, how we, how we approach this like game? This is a, a MLS veteran, but they're, they're number eight. They're attacking – midfielder or uh, attacking center mid uh Felipe Martins is oh yes um he's been around the league forever I feel like he can do some damage in his dribbles and passing and progressive play through the midfield so I'll just pet point uh you know he can play he can play uh center back as well but like him as kind of this progressive number eight, um, very much like I don't know who's a good number eight, like like a Jan Gregush, but but yeah, better, but better. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, they're they're our team that likes to have the ball, so I think we'll see a lot similar to sort of the that St. Louis game, I think. For Minnesota game plan, maybe not the four four two that we saw in St. Louis, but you know Minnesota counterattacking, um, letting letting Orlando have the ball and and putting pressure um, on uh, Orlando when they have it in you know our attacking third, their their defensive third, and trying to create some turnovers and create some chaos in that regard. So that's definitely how I would approach playing Orlando. I'm not sure if you have any other um, any other thoughts on that. Yeah, I my thing would be attack up the flanks. I know we tend to do that anyway, so just uh use the sides don't try to go up the middle so much. Yeah. That's that hasn't really been a problem with Re- Reynoso not trying to you know feed Mender or Luis Amaria on on long balls. We don't have Reynoso. He's not trying that shit. But yeah, let's go go up the sides and 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 then work the ball more centrally from the corners and and hopefully you know get some diagonal balls on the pitch and not cross all the time, not give up possession. Um, we we we're not good at crossing, and Luis Maria isn't the most mobile head, head, header target, so may, maybe not cross the ball so much. Yes, I I agree very much so. Um, I would like to see them run a four-four-two <clears throat> with actually Sang Bin Zhang up up top with Mender Garcia, 
But again, yeah. for, for some reason, Luis Amaria has something on Adrian Heath because Adrian Heath keeps playing Luis Amaria for some godforsaken reason. Um, so I don't anticipate we'll see that. Um, I anticipate we, we'll we have a Luis. very much younger Mender Garcia, and and uh, he hasn't gotten as much playing time as Amaria has. And now we have an even younger Sangming Jong, and I I'm I hope we use him. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> Yeah, he, he definitely did not do anything to dissuade um, anybody of the opinion that he was good. So um, I think my guess you probably he'll probably keep coming on as a sub, much like Bongi did um, at the beginning of his tenure last year. <clears throat> Just so he gets you know he gets his feet underneath him and everything. Um, but I would I would not be opposed to seeing the four four two being a little more defensive, a little more stout defensively, uh, and just try to work the counter against Orlando City. Also, just if you remember that we are friends with the other podcast, Minnesota Football Show, make sure to hit up Rodrigo on the Twitter and ask him everything he knows about Orlando City goalkeeper Pedro Gallese. Uh, just hit him up, say, what are your thoughts? Uh, what was he like for playing for Alianza Lima? And, you know, just, yeah, just keep hitting him up about Peruvian players. Uh, but, yeah, Pedro Gallese. I have no intel on him. Rodrigo is going to have the book on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I unless you want to get in, engaged in a very long conversation, do not ask uh, Rodrigo about Peruvian MLS players. He's got a a pretty long rant about that. So, um, I mean, if you want to, that's if you if you're trying to kill a couple hours on Twitter, like it's a good way to do it. But if you are trying to get shit done, that is not the <clears throat> that is not the best course of action. Let's put it that way. So, thank you for ruining my <laughs> inside joke, David. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Why well, don't want anybody to like you know get get caught in something that they weren't expecting so trying to everyone I mean, just take note i'm not looking out for you david is looking out for you i'm trying to man i'm trying to uh all right okay so who you got who's gonna win this game mj minnesota or orlando city we're at home right we are at home yes because i last time i picked us to win and we lost i picked us to win three to one at chicago because i didn't think they were that good um and Kai Kamara had other plans. Yes, he did. I am scared to pick them to win again because it seems like every time I pick them to win, they lose. So, but I'm going to actually pick what I think will happen. And I say they win two to one. All right. I think it's the same. I think it's a two nothing victory for Minnesota. I think they bounce back from um, that poor first half showing and play much like they did the second half. Um, and really take it to Orlando. So I predict a two nothing victory for, for the loons. All right. Um, cool. Anything else for the world of soccer that you wanted to point out or, or mention? Uh, I know I said that I would cover the Midwestern uh, games of the U S open cup. That's that is not going to be happening today, <laughs> but it's, we're not that far from when uh, Minnesota United played. We know that they play Detroit, right? Yes, yes, they play Detroit, and then Chicago uh, Fire plays the winner of um, Ford Madison and Chicago House, which, which is, is today or tomorrow? Tomorrow, I believe. Um, Tuesday. Yes, tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, t- yeah, Tuesday at six p.m. Um, if you want to check that out. Oh, and then I'll say the the USA women um, beat Ireland on um, was that Saturday. Yeah, healing thoughts to Mallory Swanson, uh, who yeah. I believe 
Um, I was really pissed at uh, the press conference afterwards because after Vlatko said after the second question about Mallory Swanson that he is not a doctor and does not know what a you know patella tendon is or anything, he continually got bombarded by questions about Mallory Swanson or questions like, you know, how how was the team? They seemed emotionally distraught after that. Uh, could you come together? Blah blah blah. Um, just listen. I, I'm a writer. I know you have to get quotes about this. You're looking for quotes. Don't be a dick in the in in the press room, please. Yeah, it was that looked really bad when it happened. So, and she's. <clears throat> I think they basically confirmed that she's out for the World Cup, which sucks for her. Um, yeah, you know. she's had a long road back from you know helping win a world cup to being cut from the Olympic team. And, you know, this was going to be her return to glory. So yeah, that really sucks. I will say uh, this though. Uh, Rose Lavelle looked good. She Lindsay, did. Lindsay Horan looked not mobile, but very effective. And uh, Trini Rodman came in and looked really, really solid. Yeah. Yeah. The U S is not for, you know, not for lack of options that, that they're pretty deep at that position, but it's still, it is a bummer if that sucks. You know, yeah, yeah. So they what play about the goal by Emily Fox, though, right? It was very a very nice goal. Yeah. And then USA plays Ireland again um uh tomorrow, Tuesday as well at 6 30 p.m. Um as well. If you want to check that one out, I believe that game is on uh Peacock. If you want to watch it. Peacock. Yep. So uh very cool. All right. Um, and then I'll say the other thing too is Champions League quarterfinals, both CONCACAF version as well as the champions league starts uh tuesday as well um regular european champions league in the afternoons at two and then uh the Concacaf champions league uh, quarterfinals second legs uh, are happening in the evening as well both today or sorry yeah today tuesday and um wednesday so lots of soccer um we're just you know honestly getting into the thick of it right now with minnesota united so uh, all right mj any anything else or should we wrap Nothing. this one up? All right. Well, you're getting a short one this week, guys. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still trying to recover from Chicago took a toll on me. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was nice to um, go down. To, so they said the train was awesome. You know, it's about eight hours. So it's not, you know, it's not a short amount of time. But how many shots of Malort did you do? Um, did not do any shots of Malort. So okay. um, congratulations. Not, not I... for not for lack of trying from by the, the Section 8 fans. I'm just I. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like my body a lot more than I used to. Um, let's put it that way. So what you're saying is even though Minnesota United lost, you won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was fun. We 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 got up. Um we, so we slept in on Saturday because uh I just I, I had had a full night's sleep without waking up in the middle of the night for my kids in you know probably a month or something. So I was just like, because we we're gonna go watch the Wolves game. Um and then we were like, yeah, no, it's on TV here. It's on USA. We can just watch it at the hotel. So we just lay in the hotel, um, but did uh, did get some nice edibles, um, played soccer with some supporter, uh, uh, fire uh, supporters. Um, oh, super fun. On Saturday. Yeah, we were able to watch the USA-Ireland uh, game. And then um, you know, before, the, um, before the tailgate and everything. And on Sunday, we... Uh, we got up and went to a, a, a Irish pub in Chicago, just, uh, just a little um, west of U University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, and watched Liverpool um, come back uh, and draw Arsenal 2-2, which was um, not fun at all to start and then very fun towards the end. So right. 
And then, yeah, like I said, we watched, we watched St. Pauli on the train home, watched uh, Minnesota United FC 2 on the way home on the train. So, yeah, I definitely would encourage people to take the train to Chicago, um, either for our Minnesota United match uh, or just generally, because I think it's, it's, it drops you off right at Union Station, so you're right, you're right near downtown. You can get it pretty much anywhere you need to, um, either on a train or on a bus from there. Um, it's pretty, pretty slick, man. Honestly, if you have the, if you have the time, um, it's way cheaper than flying, way cheaper than driving. Um, and yeah, um, by the time, by Sunday, it was just, the weather was absolutely gorgeous. So I mean, I'm, I saw when I got home, um, I woke up this morning and saw the, all the snow had melted here, um, which was nice too, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a good time. So I highly, highly recommend and encourage people to go to Chicago. Okay. Well, that wraps us up. Uh, please rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Patreon.com slash the days I know. Uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. I am at Texas Seller. Uh, MJ is at MJ Matsui. Again, hit him up if you have any questions about Minneapolis City. you have any thoughts or ideas, um, you know, anything city related, you can you can talk to MJ. And then you can also reach Jess at Jessica 144083902. We have been the days you know. Try and work it out Cause we both know We can't do nothing at all Oh, oh As long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.